Welcome to Morph Club episode 17. We just read book 14. The Unknown. Um, do you remember a couple books ago, many books ago, when I realized that the, I, I, I was trying to figure out if Andalites pooped? <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? There's a book to solve that <laughs> mystery for you. I, I, I definitely thought that that was never going to be something I would have to think about again. <laughs> Me too. And to be fair, they dance so daintily, or act dances so daintily around the topic of, like, what Andalite waste is and how it's generated that, like, you know, Poopgate is still in effect. We still don't really know how that goes down. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't need to. I just, this book is... <laughs> this entire book was a poop joke. Like, this is about <laughs> as scatological as humor can get for middle grade fiction, but poop was a plot point, like, four or five times. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, you, you described this book to me midway through as um, a Scooby-Doo Scooby episode and also as just a cartoon. And the more I read, the more I was like, that's exactly what it is, and I love yes. it. Yes, I think, yeah, when we were chatting about this, I told you that it uh, it left me... I felt like a little ball of flabbergasted delight, and I stand by that stance. I think if you want a romp, an adventure, a caper, a farce, a literal <laughs> transcription of a Scooby-Doo cartoon, then yeah, you should go read this book. It's pretty fun. It's pretty wacky. Uh, it's definitely, it's a really good break from, like, the Endlight Chronicles and Tobias's, like, emotions in the last book were, like, really intense. Yeah. So I, I, I am glad that they get to have one, one <laughs> book where, like, nobody dies. They don't even come close to dying in in the way that they usually do. Yeah. They're, like, yeah. falling there's from no, a... There's no, like, I care about you so much and I can only <laughs> tell you because half of my limbs are gone and my guts are on the ground. Oh, my God. There's, like, a brief moment of danger for Cassie, but, like... It's also kind of played as a joke, so. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was, like, a nice, just, ever, like, the stakes are still kind of high, because they're still almost getting captured by Yorks Are they, are film. they, though? Are the stakes but high? No. <laughs> they're not. Um, um, but I'm also very glad they got to have this adventure. It felt like a good palate cleanser after, you know, me sobbing into <laughs> my ruined heart. Oh. Uh, okay. We're gonna, okay, how do we even start? Okay. Let's, um, let's just start with Cassie. Let's start with Cassie because that's how she starts off is telling us, uh, giving us a little self-intro. I love that she's not disparaging about, like, her lack of fashion sense and yeah. how she doesn't think things are cool <laughs> that she's supposed to think are cool. She's just like, this is who I am. And I really yeah, love that about her. I love Cassie. Yeah, she's just like, well, I always wear overalls. There's usually <laughs> animal poop on my boots, but yep. I don't care. Poop on my boots. Like, yeah, Cassie, way to establish this. Yeah. Way to establish this theme early. It's really just a subtle move that's going to carry us through the book. <laughs> yeah, the other theme of this book is, like, the fact that Rachel wants to give Cassie makeover inadvertently causes <laughs> everything. And they even yep. mention this at the end of the book. They're like, yeah. you shouldn't go shopping with Cassie again. That's what's hurting everything. <laughs> okay, I would, I would argue that there are three themes to this book. One is uh, Rachel's, like, holy grail quest that she can never achieve is Cassie's outfits, and it's also what causes all the problems, like you said. <laughs> Two is just poop. It's just poop. That's just the theme. <laughs> Three is if you're a teen, adults are always messing with you. Yeah. Like, always, always, always. <laughs> this is just 
reinforced very strongly throughout the whole book. Um, okay, also, four, everyone's obsessed with aliens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> At yes. least in this area. And then five, horses are beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, horses are beautiful, but Mr. Three's still gonna kill us. <laughs> oh, he's not a fan. I mean, he's... No. He's a cat fan. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's a, a cat, cat fancier. He's a cat boy. He's not a yes, a cat fancier. He doesn't think horses are the best of all the animals, yeah. which is tragic. <laughs> okay, so okay, so with those five themes in mind, yeah. like, there is going to be a test. I hope yeah. you're all prepared. Let's get yeah, on the this AP book. test. Remember <laughs> these themes because yeah. you're going to need to write an essay. Regurgitate just, these. Write homeostasis. Yeah. You will pass the AP. It's fine. <laughs> Um, so Cassie's outfits are bad. That's <laughs> so Rachel's outfits are so bad, but also so, so good. So Rachel, um, ends up being literally bribed, <laughs> like, in, in exchange for, like, being, in exchange for Cassie promising to go shopping with her. Yes. Um, Cassie brings Rachel along on, like, a animal, um, uh, vet visit with her dad to this lady's ranch which is in the middle of nowhere because cassie just wants someone to entertain her on the two-hour ride (laughs) which was very like middle school i was like yep i remember like when i'd be like with my friend and like it'd be like oh my dad needs to do this thing before he drives us to the movies can you keep me company (laughs) (laughs) um so, so, yeah, her dad, so her dad is a big, charming, lovable goof. It's very cute. I love her parents so much. Mm-hmm. They're and so they're so good in this her book. Her parents are wonderful. Her parents and Marco, like, really strong showings in this <laughs> book. Yeah, Marco is back in action yes. as, like, one of my faves after yep. being really obnoxious in the last book. <laughs> but that's, like, standard, like, teen boy. Yeah. Sometimes well, that's really the standard boring, teen anybody. <laughs> standard teen anybody. Yeah, our brains true. are little roller coasters <laughs> of, like, teen. sometimes we're our best selves, and sometimes you oh. can't stand to look at us. I say, oh. as a teen, you know. <laughs> a teen at heart. Yeah. Um, so they drive out to this lady's ranch, because they're, they're, they're in California. So they drive out to this lady's ranch, mm-hmm. it's like, in the dry lands yeah and they Um, describe it as a ranch but they get there and they spend most of the time describing this souvenir shop yeah which reminds me of like rat race like the the woman who sells the squirrels off the (laughs) the road is all i could picture reading this section there's also a lot of x-files references in this book oh yeah so they're just on an (laughs) (laughs) x-files but this is like this is one of the low-key comedy episodes where nobody's gonna like ooze out of a vent and strangle (laughs) you to death and like you're not gonna get caught in a toxic fungus but you are gonna wear some sweet like 80s oversized parkas yeah good job have your giant flashlight ready yes (laughs) um so they go to this lady's farm her name is helen Although I guess even she herself refers to herself as Crazy Helen. Yeah. Um. She has a horse. She she has some horses, and she has a souvenir shop full of like nerd stuff, nerd kitsch. <laughs> it's very good. I love her. Like, yeah. Me she too. Seems like she's having a good time. Yeah. This is such a contrast to you. Remember the old woman in the shack in the Megamorph yeah. book? This is like yeah. a polar opposite of someone who's described as like living on the fringes of society, but also is like is fine with that and yeah. like is making it work for her and yeah. is like also like kind of just messing with everyone yeah. right even cassie is like i'm not sure if helen wasn't just playing a game with me after all and like one yes she is two like cassie that's gonna be you when you grow up maybe and i love that i love that cassie like like rachel's like look it's you when you get old and cassie's like that's yep. okay yeah <laughs> like, there are far worse fates yeah 
Although the thing, the, the thing is that, okay, so Helen is, um, she's really into Zone 91, which is Area basically. Area 52, yeah, right? Yeah. Area, So she, um, she's like, aliens came to Earth in the 60s and they, like, abduct people and experiment on them. After reading the Andalite Chronicles, I'm like, yeah, she might be right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, right, like, we know about the Scritton now, you can't cover it up forever. And then there's another guy towards the end who's like, yeah, I got abducted and they did medical experiments on me. It's okay, honey. Like, just child? <laughs> like, just in, in a crowd? So that was a funny, like, layer added to the book after reading the Andalite Chronicles that I – it must have been intentional because right. – like, but, but in this book, it's like suddenly everyone's obsessed with Zone 91, mm-hmm. and everyone's like, yeah, that's where the secrets are, <laughs> and like, the government is keeping them from us, um, which, yeah, now suddenly they live near Area 51. I it's guess, not Area 51. I guess near, right? Like, that's, that's yeah. in Nevada, right? Did I say 52? I definitely meant 51. Is it in yeah. Nevada somewhere? Yeah. So like the right, <laughs> they're on the right side of the country for it, yeah. I guess. Or maybe maybe Zone ninety one exists in the same canon, but it's like forty units yeah. towards California. I guess like I guess we're not supposed to worry. About yeah, it. yeah. Sorry, that's the um, real that's the real answer. Is don't but worry yeah. about it. So it's it's like a secret military base that everyone knows about. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's very near, secret. <laughs> yeah, which is apparently near this lady's horse area, like where her horses are, because. Mm-hmm. There are some horses in the zone, we find out later. Um, so anyways, the horse so zone. Get in the, the horse, horse zone. zone. Come here with us to the horse zone. <laughs> this is where Orb came from. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So, they, so they, they're called to this lady's, um, not quite farm, her land, because one of her horses is acting weird. <laughs> um, and Rachel and Cassie go look at the horse, and it seems to be... Um, First, it, it looks drunk. It's, like, staggering yeah. around. Like, it doesn't know how to walk on its four legs. It's just like, oh, oh, no. Like, is the horse sick? What's going on? Uh, and then they, they, the horse goes over to a payphone, knocks the um, receiver off <laughs> so it hangs, and then picks up a stick and looks like it's trying to dial the phone. <laughs> Uh, so this is this is your first point that we are veering into like a Looney Tune, like <laughs> something is up. We are just off the rails already. I mean, Cassie does end the like one two the two page long first oh, yeah. chapter with like, and that's how we discovered the horses that the are evil horses that were going to threaten all of humanity. Okay, so you're so right. Like... I'm sorry that should have rung my alarm bells, but I was like, oh, Cassie, you're so funny. I can't wait to see what the logical explanation for this is. <laughs> No, I, you pull off the horse's head and it's just an evil horse underneath. I got to that point and I was like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. <laughs> so, Buckle up, friends. So the horse is dialing the phone to try to call someone. Yeah. And so obviously Calling Cassie, the horse hotline. So obviously Cassie and Rachel are like, oh, I guess this is the Yerk somehow. <laughs> Um, um, so so it collapses, um, and they actually see, like, a yerk crawl out of its yeah. ear, which is like, oh, okay, definitely actually yeah. the yerk. defo yerks. Uh, defo yerks. <laughs> um, so then they're approached by a mysterious pale stallion, and at first I was like, this is Mr. 3, this is Mr. 3. Like, Mr. <laughs> 3 would have to be, like, horse. death's own coolest pale horse, right? Um, but instead, it just gives Cassie, like, a terrible premonition because she's very psychic, <laughs> yes. even though she denies it later on. And so, and, and like the, I think the other horse is like going to check on the yurk. On the, like it's it's 
they're doing horse detectives horse detectives are doing some work but like before we can solve the mystery of like would he have smashed the yerk like did it just need yeah. some like oatmeal or chondrona rays um a giant draken beam explosion hits them yeah. from above i was very unclear as i was reading what the deal with that was me and too now i'm even more confused right like were they trying to destroy explained. the yerk were they just like I don't know. I don't know. Like, I mean, Helen's explanation is that there are rocks in, in Zone 91 that explode. <laughs> Which is as you good know, an explanation as, as any. <laughs> sure, sure. Or um, aliens, but who knows. Um, so, yeah, Cassie's knocked out. She wakes up in Helen's, like, house of nerd, <laughs> like, Madame Trousseau's, like, love. nerd wax kitsch museum. Yeah. Like, she's, like, she names, like, at least ten different, like, sci-fi series or sci-fi adjacent series. (laughs) Yeah, which are, like, I was very surprised that they would be on her radar, but I guess if it's a movie poster, like, you can read the words Plan 9 or, like, MST3K. Yeah. Yeah, I was, like, Plan 9 and MST3K, like, every, all of the nerd references were actually way more... Um, relevant and current than, like, yeah. <laughs> as, like, like two, like, a page later, um, Rachel references ER, and it took oh, me a second yeah. to be like, oh, yeah, that was a That thing. was a hospital <laughs> show, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Cassie wakes up. She's, okay. she's fine. She's fine. Her dad is, like, a little concerned. Understandably. Um, <laughs> understandably. So, her dad is, is pretty sure that the horse is just, like, oh, it was just dehydrated. It, it just needs us to look at it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was acting kind of weird, but it was it's just a regular horse. <laughs> Um, Cassie and Rachel are like, well, that was a year. What are we going to do? What the heck is going on? And then Helen is just like, yeah, Zone 91, they're aliens. (laughs) They, like, the government has, like, like, put these rocks that explode there. And and I'm like, (laughs) I mean, that's an effective deterrent, right? Yeah. (laughs) Like, I would definitely not go walk through the exploding rock zone. Um, so Rachel then has to say with a straight face that she just doesn't believe in aliens yeah. to try to get them away <laughs> from Helen's house. Um, and that's, that's, that's enough scene, for that. And scene. And act one of, like, 17. Yeah. There's a lot in this book. So then they go to the mall in a sequence that was, like, the cutest thing in the world. It was so good. Where apparently Cassie did make good on her promise and Rachel straight up bought her full outfits. Mm-hmm. Um... And this has been done. We don't have to see a shop- shopping sequence, even though I would have loved that. I would have loved nothing more than, like, a trying-on clothes montage <laughs> yeah. of Cassie, like, overalls, 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 overalls. No. Yeah. Sorry. Intervention. <laughs> Rachel trying desperately to get her to wear jeans that are, like, a color or something oh, or whatever oh, was Rachel, popular in no, the 90s. No, Rachel would drag her into Delia's and find, like, a yes. butterfly sequin pocket pair of jeans <laughs> and be like, this, this speaks to you. Look, Cassie, it's got an animal on it. Please compromise. <laughs> That so would be they're really good. Okay. they all meet up in the food court. Yes, um, and by all I mean everyone. Everyone, Axe, I'm like, so happy. <laughs> this was so Axe, wonderful. Axe is there being thrown French fries by Jake. Not and he's even catching Axe them. is snatching French fries out of the air that Jake is throwing at Marco. <laughs> Like a beautiful dolphin boy. He used to go. <laughs> yeah, like a shockingly pretty them. leaping mammal. Yeah. I was, both times he shows up as a human boy in this book, both times yeah. Cassie's like, he's so pretty. Yeah. It's really good. And, and then she's also, also she's like, like, I can see my smile in him and also like parts of all my friends. And like, yeah, doesn't he has to say, like, smile. I'm into all my friends. But yeah. that's definitely the vibe I got. But I feel like it's also that repulsion of like, 
oh, he's so hot. And then, oh, it's me. <laughs> oh, but it's Marco. Oh, no. Oh. Um, um, yeah, and then Tobias shows up. Oh, Tobias. Oh, this I baby loved, boy. I loved the detail of, like, he looks uncomfortable, but also the detail of his expression is always really intense because mm-hmm. he's used he to forgot- being a hawk. Yeah, he's forgotten how to make human expressions with baby. his people face, my sweet baby boy. But I'm like the whole time I was like, someone give him some fries, something <laughs> delicious. He's been eating uh, mice. He's been eating for mice for like months, months and months, like maybe half a year at this point. Yeah, get that boy a fry. Let him snack. eat, please. Now that he has a human mouth, everyone needs human mouths. Oh, and kissing it's... and eating. <laughs> so they're. I was delighted that they yes. were all hanging out. This is, I don't know how we got onto the topic of AOL chat rooms. Oh my goodness. But this is also where we learned that Marco's been catfishing. Yeah, because, okay, okay, the, the lead in is that Rachel is like, what is Zone 91? What are mm-hmm. you talking about? Oh, you're right. And then right. Marco is like, Rachel, a lot of people know about Zone 91. Um, and then she's, and then, yeah, she's just like, oh, not everybody goes onto chat rooms and pretends they're a 35-year-old uh, millionaire <laughs> using using the screen name. Um, stud um, boy. Stud boy. And Marco goes, um, that's not my my username. My username is Baldwin Boy 5. Because the secret like, fifth brother. <laughs> which is like so, like, uh, we're, did kids like the Baldwin brothers? I doubt it. That seems like a grown-up person reference. Well, but well so I love he's it. really he's acting the part of the thirty-five-year-old he's yeah. pretending to be, right? Like I I'm love not, this. I I'm love not this really detail. complaining because it's no. amazing. No. Hey, so have you ever catfished someone? <laughs> no. Well, okay. Well, actually, when I was like thirteen, I went to my friend's house, and she definitely was trying to quote unquote convince someone that she was like um, internet friends with. That ninjas were attacking the White House or something. <laughs> like it was oh, very most, low stakes. Like, that's the most like '90s slash year 2000 yeah. early teen antic yeah. I've maybe ever heard. Internet like, teen antic. Yeah, I feel like this is like some boy who, in a, in her ideal world, would become her internet boyfriend. But I think <laughs> right. in a real world, I don't know who this person was. I forget if it was someone she actually knew or just uh-huh. like a rando. But yeah, that was the level of catfishing we were at. Right, very sophisticated. Yeah. Very lifelike and real. Um, <laughs> uh, I did don't you know. ever it's a step catfish up. anyone? <laughs> Are you asking this because you have catfished no, many a person? No, no, I'm not that cool. I'm not that collected. I skipped straight from like, hi, like, I'm Gecko Girl. Like, let's talk in AOL hashtag keyword geckos about the cool <laughs> lizards that I love to, like, play-by-post role-playing. So I got all yeah. my playing pretend out of the way that way. Yeah, I just lurked, so I didn't really bother. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so no, sorry. We- sorry. Way to, way to blow up your spot if you had catfished someone. Oh, my God. If, clear. if you were 13, I would much rather you catfish people and, like, never actually go meet them. Oh, than, yeah. like, post all your info on oh, your Instagram Oh, yeah. No, whatever. like, never, like, ever, ever use your real name on the internet until you're, like, 18 years old. Yeah. That's, it's <sighs> so funny. I feel like that's totally gone, but that was beaten into my head yeah. by every adult around me. It was like, you can't ever use your real name. You can't. And I'm yeah. very grateful for it because it means a lot of my worst behavior and, like, worst deviant art. You know, oh my God. actions, gone. drawings are gone, are purged forever because there were like 17 usernames ago. 
Yeah, it's it's so weird now because I I remember there was like a helpful Tumblr post very recently about like, hey kids, don't put all your info in your Snapchat. Yeah. Don't uh. put your don't even put your like user your like Skype name everywhere because you don't want everyone talking to you. And I was like, this was like basic knowledge for me as a teen growing up in the wilds of, right. of like the, the early two thousands. Yeah, but now but, it's um, completely different. Mm-hmm. Right, because once you have like. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not nearly well-read enough on this subject or knowledgeable enough to say, like, it's because of this one thing. But yeah. my, my baby teen brother has, like, an Instagram and a bunch of other social media accounts that I don't even know about, like, where people yeah. are using their real names and chatting. And that's, like, it's public. It's public. It's there forever. Yeah. yeah it's, anyway, it's so, so good job, anyway. Marco. Good job, <laughs> anyway. everybody. Anyway, Marco really needs some parental controls on his computer because I'm concerned about him. Where's his net nanny? Why hasn't yeah. she stepped in? <laughs> I, I bet it's like Papa Papa Marco tried to put something on there, oh. and then Marco like figured his way around it. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're all too smart. That whole family is too smart. We also find out that some of the amazing... Um, debates that Jake and, and Marco have had <laughs> throughout their friendship, um, which are in some kind of racing game. Do you use the pedal or the high gears to win? <laughs> Spider-Man versus Batman comes up again. Right. We've seen that one in um, action, I think. Does cheese taste yellow? Marco's vote was it tastes green. <laughs> oh, baby. And then the, the sportiest question, does basketball take more teamwork than football? <laughs> Which, I don't know if that's a question that needs answering, but <laughs> I just like But nevertheless, like, the finest minds of our time decided it was worthy of debate, and so it was. Yeah. So, I'm just, I'm glad we got those issues yes. listed. Yes. We also got a litany of snacks, which is mostly just a recap of, like, cinnamon buns, cinnamon, popcorn, but we also, we know now he's eaten some popcorn boxes before. So, good job, X. He's a hungry boy. He's got a hungry boy. Dangerous around taste food. everything. Yeah. <laughs> I think he also says grease and, and salt. salt. Again. Yep. It's in his, his long, drawn-out drawl. They are, I mean, they are the only two food groups that matter. <laughs> um, I have a big, bold note that Marco calls Jake dad somewhere in the middle of this conversation, <laughs> so I just wanted to hit that point real quick. Yeah, it's important. It's the, yeah. These are the important issues. It's that important are... characterization for their relationship. <laughs> so they all get together. Um, Cassie and Rachel are like, there were Yorks and this horse! Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone else is not impressed. <laughs> right, like, are you, are you sure? Especially Axe, who is like, once they explain area, no, zone 91. Yeah. Um, Axe is like, please. <laughs> Humans cannot have a secret thing that the Yorks would be afraid of. Like, right. you guys you cannot even know figure how smart out. we are. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, we're much he's, better. He's very snobby in this book, which is yeah. nice. Yeah, it's good. And Cassie is like, yeah, he was getting a little condescending. I'm like, okay, but it's, you know, he's your boy. He's your son. You can't hate him for that. It's it's especially since he'll be like, one paragraph, he'll be like, sounding out the word rickety. And then the next, he will just be like... (laughs) You have radar systems. You think we can't fool radar? Like, we solved that when you were still walking on... uh, I was going to say two legs, but we still do that. (laughs) But he would probably say that, right? Like, he's super into like, oh, horse is very stable. I think the thing he, when he talks about radar, he specifically says it's something that an Andalite child could build from their toys. <laughs> so oh, you mean don't, boy. So don't feel too smug, Earthlings. 
Um, so, so Cassie and Rachel are like, hey, we want to check this thing out. It might be related to Zone 91. Maybe mm-hmm. there's something there. And that's what the big secret is that everyone knows is at Zone 91. Like, the secret is that there's some kind of alien spaceship or alien something or alien weapon that we can use to fight the Yerks. Is that, that must be mm-hmm. what the Yerks are going after. Oh, my God. Um, but I can't Jake's- believe this book. But Jake's dad has a birthday, so he can't come. And Axe thinks this is dumb, so he's not going to come. Axe thinks it's nonsense, yeah. He's he's too busy eating, like, a fry container or something. <laughs> so, so Marco, um, Marco, Tobias, Cassie, and Rachel are going to go after school the next day. And they're just going to go fly out there and check it out and see what's going on. Yes, yeah, solve the mystery of the evil horses. And they're excited to go flying. Yes. Um, so the next day at school, <laughs> Cassie is wearing her makeover outfit. That's so good. And there's, <laughs> there's just, like, a sequence of incompetent boys, <laughs> which is my favorite thing. Like, Rachel Rachel walks along with Cassie down the hallway, kind of showing her off, like, both look at how beautiful my friend is and, like, look at this good job makeover I did. Yeah. And so the first boy, like... Obviously talks to Rachel because everyone knows Rachel. And then is like, hey, Carla. And Cassie's like, what? Aww. Sorry? Really? Our school is how big? Yeah. Poor Rachel Cassie. calls Rachel calls herself, a, or maybe Cassie calls Rachel a goddess of clothing and good grooming. I was like, yes. Yeah. Yes, you're right. She yeah. also was like, whenever I'm with Rachel, I'm like the Gabrielle to her Zena. Yeah. But that's oh, okay. And I was yeah. like, Cassie, you're a pure angel. <laughs> like, She's wonderful. I also like that everyone is super into Rachel. Everyone is like, oh my god, Rachel, it's Rachel. Hey, what's going on? Hey. And then, like, Cassie, who has definitely been hanging out with Rachel all the time, is is always like, oh, hey, Carla. Hey, hey, Kylie. Like, what's going on? Like, I guess you look nice today. And then, like, the one one boy who remembers her name is a boy from, like, horse camp or something. Yep. Who, um... Who asks Cassie if she's been bulking up. Or, which, yeah, if she's like, been trying to get to bulk up. I was like, I mean, like, Cassie's pretty buff already. She does a lot of heavy lifting at the barn. And also, yeah. why would you Why would you ask that? And I'm like, okay, even if someone has been bulking up on purpose, you don't straight up ask someone that first thing. <laughs> <laughs> they have oh. to tell you about their, like, their, like, fitness plan where they're right, trying to get Right, small. they have to show you their, their hot gym selfies. Like, you can't just ask. That's impolite. <sighs> Boys are dumb. So anyway, so they they do run into Jake, who doesn't notice that a makeover has occurred. Yeah. Oh, but um, he's so good. This is such a smooth save on his part. I was like, baby, you did good. And he's also like with his like non animal friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She does take a minute to specify, like, oh, of course, we all take some time to hang out with our non morph club buddies once in a while, yeah. so nobody gets suspicious of us. Um, uh, so Jake, Jake saves not noticing the outfit by smiling his slow smile and saying, <laughs> of course she looks great. She always does. And Cassie just melts and they are perfect. Perfect. So cute. So cute. So and then cute. in class, <laughs> Cassie gets in class and then Marco slides over and just goes, <laughs> he has this long paragraph where he's like, whoa, are you Tyra Banks? No. You're an angel. No. You're a model angel. No. You're from heaven. You're a What's big going model on? angel fallen from heaven. Um, and then I, I love Tyra, that Tyra also relevant forever, right? Yeah. Um, Timeless. I'm so glad that Tyra Banks is like, I, I recognize that reference and I yeah. appreciate it because she, Tyra loves makeover. That's nothing true. else. That's true. Um, and this is before Top Model. Like, they, they foresaw 
It might be before Top Model. I'm just going to say it is. But she foresaw the future of Top Model it's in true. this book. Is that, are there really, were there like 22 seasons of that show, though? Um, yeah, but they weren't one a year. You're right, you're right. Okay, you're right. This predates, this is more evidence that the Applegates were also hmm. psychic. Yeah, anyway, so so the Cassie just waits a beat and asks how much Rachel paid Mark <laughs> to do that. Oh, it's so good. He's like, two bucks, but I'd have done it for a dollar. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love these kids. I Marco is wonderful. Yeah, what a delight. This felt like such a treat to read. Like, I just had a goofy grin on my face the whole way through. It was It was definitely like a, it was definitely an anime filler episode of a oh, book. Oh, yeah. But, but it in was a, a way that was delightful. One. A good, good one. It was, I just, I love, we, we get to have some, like, nice, goofy moments with everyone, which is so nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so after school, they, like, Rachel and Cassie meet up at the animal sanctuary. They morph into birds. They fly out. They meet up with Tobias and Marco. They all fly out. They have a great time flying. Mm-hmm. Rachel, Rachel specifically just yells, I love this, I love this, as they're, like, going in a thermal. Yeah. Like, going Marco's up. like, so you're saying that you love this. So, more <laughs> deadpan goodness from that boy. Precious children. Mm-hmm. Um, so they there's a, there's a, there are a couple of real bad, real effective sound effects in morphs in this book. And this mm-hmm. one featured Sprout yep. for, for Cassie's lips bulging out and very suddenly becoming harder than fingernails. Oh, which boy. has just ruined my day. Oh, and then her oh, teeth boy. sort of shriveled away. So, oh, boy. Good times. <laughs> I, yeah, I hate gross morphing. <laughs> I hate bones. Bones are the worst part, maybe. Bones and chitin. Yeah. Bones and chitinous. Chitinous? Chitinous? Yeah. Anything that's too hard where it shouldn't be. No good. Yeah. No good. There's a bad bone moment later in the book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the horse one, that's real unpleasant. But so, so then they fly and it's lovely. Tobias is talking about, oh, phew, it's good to be, like, my bird self again. Like, yeah. humans are so blind. He also spends his whole time in the food court, like, squinting at everything. Yeah. Because he's so used to having good hawk eyesight, which is wonderful. Oh, yeah, he just, like, he wishes he had some, like, bird lenses. Oh. In every morph. <laughs> Aww. Which is, like, I like that in, now that he can morph, he's like, oh, this isn't a bird, though. Yeah. It's like axe. It's like this doesn't have my tail. Like this doesn't. Yeah. I can't. I don't have my sweet eyesight anymore. I can't lord it over the rest of you. Like I so. got that upgrade. Now I can't go back. <laughs> I can't go back to this. Oh, <laughs> which is adorable. So they they ride some thermals. They 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 go to like there's like a uh, fence where Zone ninety one is. Um, they fly over it. They look at some horses that are milling around. They're kind of acting like regular horses. Um, cause Cassie's like, wait, I recognize the, like, patterns on the horses that were suspicious, and these aren't And them. of course Cassie does. I'm very glad yeah. that she's the one to notice, like, this detail about this animal. Yeah. Um, so they decide to take a break, demorph, and sort of, like, regroup and maybe fly back around and look around a little more. Um, so they demorph, so they're a bunch of regular human kids and a bird hanging out <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in zone, zone 91. 91. So obviously they get caught because sure. they're just- like they're, they're hanging, like they're just kind of standing there, and they don't have shoes, and it's like hot. Right. And all of a sudden, just a bunch of government dudes with guns show up and <laughs> escort them into a questioning room. Yeah, and Marco, Marco is having an amazing time right off the bat, like getting to use his his uh, charming talkative skills 
to the best of his ability. Immediately, they're like, uh, y'all don't have shoes. How'd you get here? This doesn't yeah. look good. And he's like, oh, aliens dropped us off. Didn't you know? Yeah. Like, this is your this is your specialty, right? Like, this is what you do. Which I was like, that is genius. Yeah. Except they don't they don't stick with that story. <laughs> Mark Marco does. Marco does a pretty good job of sticking to it. But yeah. Cassie and Rachel are a little too nervous. So, yes, like, they go to this questioning room. Um, they are asked to give their names. Oh, this they, is good. They have to write down their names and their phone numbers. Like, they're asked their names verbally and they have to write them down. <laughs> Marco gives the name Fox Mulder, of course. <laughs> um, Rachel, Rachel is on it and follows up with Dana Scully. Yeah. And then poor Cassie. Poor baby. Is not ready for this. She is not a good liar. <laughs> and she, she just says her name is, uh, Cindy Crawford. <laughs> Um, we also find out that the numbers they wrote down on the sheet because they're they're kids right so they're supposed to write down their parent their name and their parents phone number so they can like call their call their guardians (laughs) to come pick up their delinquent teens um we find out marco wrote down the pizza hut delivery number nice rachel wrote down no no no, that was rachel's Mm -hmm. marco wrote down a sports uh, scoreboard number like the sports hotline maybe um, and Cassie just writes down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> and, and Marco's just like, you wrote down eight numbers. Eight numbers? <laughs> oh. This Poor is, Cassie. it's a caper. It's absurd. I love it's it. so good. And they, Oh, and this is when we meet Captain, what's his name? Um, Tomlinson? Uh, something Ellie? Torminelli? I, I wrote this down. Because I didn't. I didn't think he would ever come back, so I didn't write it down immediately. Oh, but um, oh, but he does. He oh. he is my personal vote for the worst day in the book. Like definitely the worst day than the Animorphs. Captain Torelli. Torelli, thank you. Um, yeah, he has a bad time. <laughs> First, yeah, some yeah, kids come on his base. First like, of all, he's never seen the X Files apparently, so like that sucks for him. Yeah, that's a pretty good show. You're missing he's out. He's missing out. He doesn't know who Cindy Crawford is because yeah. that doesn't. I mean. I guess that could be so, like that, that. That is a real human's name. Sure, like that is a name you could have. It's demonstrably not, right. We have evidence that like a real human you, had that name at birth. Like how many how many boys are named Fox at this point? <laughs> <laughs> at least Cindy. It's is short. Real, it's short for Foxington. Like wow, wow, wow. Can't believe um, you would mock my brother's name like that. <laughs> so so yeah. Um, they're left alone in a room for a while while they're looking at these numbers which I was like that seems like a bad idea right. on the government people's part um because right. for people whose whole deal is secrecy they are not so great at keeping secrets like I guess at this point they figure they're just like a bunch of prank teens who inexplicably <laughs> don't have shoes <laughs> in the middle of the desert <laughs> <laughs> so so they're left alone so obviously the three of them are like okay we could, we're, if we more done we can just yeah get we're out of here um, and they, they argue about which bugs to morph. Um, and <laughs> they're Rachel, all bad. There's no good option. Oh, they're all bad. Yeah. But, um, Rachel doesn't like flies, which I think Cassie and Marco would have been fine with. Yeah. So they morph cockroaches and they like scuttle away. They scuttle out to the outside. Tobias um, is like trying to fly them out. Um, he's going to scoop Tobias. them up. Um, so he, he warns to- them. He's like being very cagey about like, y'all maybe hurry it up. Like there are some vehicles coming your way. I don't know why I used a high-pitched bird voice, um, but I did. There's <laughs> the bird vehicles coming your way. Yeah, um, and he has to pick up some bugs, and he's like, mm-hmm. um, guys, you should hurry. Yeah. And he, 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 he picks them up with his little bird feet, 
Um, but r- casting. But he's balls. got he's got two feet, and there are three roaches. Yeah. So like that's just like juggling like three drinks at a time. It's never gonna end well. Yeah. So Cassie falls, and later on she references having wings. So at that point, I was like, why didn't she just fly at that mm-hmm. point? But don't worry about it. She, she, <laughs> so she, she, she forgot. She forgot she had them. The roach forgot it had them. Everyone was just not on the ball. So she um, falls. So she crown. lands and she's like, oh, just come pick me up again. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Like, come get me. Lands- He's like, uh, actually, actually, remember the vehicles? Those are tanks. Like, there's a big line of tanks heading straight yeah. for you. And little Cassie's on her back, so she can't she can't turn over because she's oh. a little roach on her back. <laughs> um, don't don't make me feel bad for roaches. Baby. Sorry, sorry. Oh god. So so the tanks are coming, and she but she manages to sort of flip herself over, and she like the tank technically drives over her, but she's in the treads. So she's safe, and she scuttles away, and is able to meet up with everyone, and she's safe. Um, yeah, but yeah. I think this is. I think this is the worst injury anyone gets, maybe because, and it's still only losing like one. It's only losing like a couple of bug legs, and two, she's a cockroach. Like, pretty sure yeah. she's indestructible. Yeah, it's like this book is like there's no um, anyone almost dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like nice. this, this is the closest that. Any, well, well. Okay, maybe maybe the log fume, the log flume. Like <laughs> oh that was pretty God. bad. I, if you had told me when I was reading this book at this I, it point... It was so hard not to. It was so hard not to. That there would be both a log flume and a haunted house ride. Yep. Also in this book. I and a parade. And a big brass band. I would have fallen apart. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much. The human mind just can't take it all like, at once, Meg. Just, it has to be introduced slowly. Just get ready for this, because it... It's not even, we haven't even begun. Yeah. (laughs) I keep saying buckle up, but this feels more like a strap in kind of situation. Like every five roller coaster belts, get ready for these G forces of humor. (laughs) And we also, we did hear um, Captain Torelli yelling about, like, I'll show those kids pizza hut before. Scooby Doo. It's Scooby Doo, right? Later on, he's like literally like, you meddling kids. And this is just like, that's what I'm reading right now, and I can't believe it. And. So, so they're fine because they never got fingerprinted. The guy only knows their faces and voices and their their <laughs> names. So obviously he's going to track down Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Have fun. Good luck. Going to get that Cindy. <laughs> um, so uh. they they end up like the kids all demorph again. They're safe. They're on the other side of the fence, I guess. Um, and they see the horses. So they all like duck. Like the the tanks are like over way far away. They duck to look at the horses. The horses mm-hmm. are all pooping. <laughs> And I was like, well, okay. but then one of the horses like is like embarrassed about pooping, and the other horses start like whinny, nicker, nay, laughing at it. <laughs> yeah, and it like goes away behind like a little horsey bush to like be <laughs> modest about pooping. It's oh. a, it's a plot point that this it's, horse it doesn't want to poop being, with the other horses. It keeps being a plot point too. <laughs> it was like yeah, this is a there's... one-off, but no, it keeps coming no. back. It comes back. Um, so apparently Yerks like using bathrooms. Yep. Okay, maybe maybe the unknown maybe the unknown is that we don't know if Andalites poop. <laughs> yeah. The unknown of like what kind of waste is it? Because we know they, they produce some they kind of waste. They generate waste, but again, that's a pretty delicate way to dance around the topic. Yeah. Um, but do Yerks poop? I mean they do in their morphs. Maybe they just like sweat out into their gross yerk pool. Yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I buy it. Um, so yeah, so so they're Cassie... they're all like, okay, that is pretty suspicious, Cassie and Rachel. Like, sorry, we doubted you. Like, that's not how horses do. 
Yeah, they're like, look, look, see? Now you see them doing something weird. There's definitely something <laughs> up with these horses. Um, and Marco's like, yeah, I, I guess I guess you're right. <laughs> so they, um, so they, they go back home. Um, they're, they're trying to figure out, like, okay, we should infiltrate this horse group. Um, so we're going to need some horse morphs. So they're trying to figure out where they can get some horse morphs, and and, right, and Cassie's like, oh, at the gardens, they only have, um, like, exotic animals. Oh, also a plot point is that when oh, they yeah. were at the base, Cassie saw a sheet that said something about the gardens, and it was like a sign-up sign sheet. sheet. yeah. Um, which she's like, should I have told everyone about that? No, it's probably not. <laughs> nope, it comes back. <laughs> um... So oh, yeah, just so tell like, your friends everything is the other moral of Animorphs. Like, never hide your weird visions or your knowledge about the gardens. Like, come on. Yeah. So, um, so the gardens are out as far as getting a horse. Um, and Cassie has a horse morph, but if they all morph the same horse from her farm, it'll look weird because it'll just be a bunch of clones. Right, clone horses. Um, so then Rachel's like, oh... Um, my dad took me to the racetrack the other day. We bet on a horse. Cassie is so scandalized by this. I love it. She's like, really? Rachel, my upstanding friend, Rachel, bet $2 on a horse at a horse race? I never. It's great. She straight up says, like, you think you know somebody. And then then you find out something. You find out that they bet $2 on a horse race one time. Yeah, because their dad gave them money, bro. Because <laughs> um, I like that Rachel's like, I don't know, my dad thought it would be a good visitation day thing, I guess. <laughs> um, which opens up the next big, like, oh, the next. Oh, gosh. Act set seven. Piece yeah. Is. This is just set piece racing. to set piece to set piece to set piece. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so they decide to go to the racetrack to find some cool horses. And their stealth morph to get there is seagulls. Um, which I know we just talked with Annie about like which morphs would be the top in our arsenal. And I think I said dog, but the more I think about seagulls, the more convinced I am that like, this is my trash heart. Like this is my demon, right? They literally spend the entire time flying to the racetrack, screaming at each other about all the good (laughs) trash that they see. And if that isn't us, if that isn't this podcast, (laughs) I don't know what is. It's so beautiful. It's great. (laughs) I mean, like. They also blend in well. They're useful. It's smart. They're they're better look like they look nicer than a pigeon. True. They can a little fly less ratty. Longer. Yeah. Less yeah, they're less busted looking. <laughs> uh, Seagulls yeah. have gotten a Rachel makeover. They're a little a little a little <laughs> more classy than some of your standard birds. I also like that um they they talk about how, like, oh, I guess we could have controlled the seagull brain and not been distracted by every Cheeto wrapper and, like, <laughs> discarded hot dog napkin. But it's so much fun being a seagull! <laughs> <laughs> Why would we ever want to stop screaming about snacks? I love them. Yeah, like, I, I feel you. Get yeah. the <laughs> scope out the snacks. Um, so they, they go to the racetrack. They go into an abandoned, like, barn stall. Mm-hmm. and demorph all together in the horse stall. So, what they all seem to have forgotten is that for one of them, demorphing means there's going to be, like, an Andalite just hanging out in the horse stall with these five teens. Four teens? Five teens. Yeah, because um, Tobias is a bird, and he, Tobias is like, I think I'll go scope out with wh- which horse I want. See you guys in the racetrack. <laughs> yeah, Tobias is the easiest time of this whole thing, I think. Yeah. Which like, is really nice. Now that he can morph, yeah. he's, like, the best, <laughs> <laughs> most stealth. Yep. 
so they're all demorphing this horse stall, and obviously there's, like, two guys there Joe doing... Joe Schmo walks up, yeah. Yeah, like, these two old guys who, I guess, work with horses or something are like, hey, what are you kids doing in that stall? <laughs> what are you four children doing with your blue horse in this yeah. stall? And they, they, they get out of it by pretending, like, <laughs> the half of Axe that I guess these guys can see, which is only oh, the blue horse part. No, which half? Both halves are bad. One half ends in a human torso. The other half ends in a scorpion tail. There's no yeah. horse half to him. There's, like, a like, horse I, third. Like, I think it's, like, his butt His butt is towards them, but Cassie's in front of the oh, tail. Oh, and then man. his torso is... I don't know. I don't understand the physics of this. If okay, it but it was cur- also, it was a wonderful cartoon. It oh, was a it was really so good, good, like, look at these terrible spies. Yeah, like, look at Jacques Clouseau, our Pink Panther team, try to lie their way out of the Andalite. Because these, these, two, these two old men are like, why is your horse blue? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, uh, it's, why, why is your horse blue and why are there feathers? Why are you yeah. wearing feathers? Because they're all they're still all like- demorphing from birds. Yeah. And they're, like, and they're just seems- like, it's, it's the fashion. Like, it's all the rage. It's what all the cool teams yeah. are doing these days, having blue horses and wearing feathers. And but, like, feathers like- sticking out of their skin. And I, I like it that the old guy's like, what do you feed that horse? It looks, like, <laughs> busted. And then, and then, then Marco's like, oh, oh, we feed it horse food, cans of horse food. Oh, and then poor Cassie is like, ha ha, of course my friend is telling you an excellent joke like we feed it hay and alfalfa like any good horseman knows. So tries her best to cover, but eventually acts as like hearing all this happen and just makes the executive decision to try to knock these dudes out and run. <laughs> yeah, he like knocks a beam out that like makes them run so they're good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good. So they all, they all split up. Um, and then poor uh, Poor Cassie. Cassie is, like, the one straggler. Like, I think she's just, she's, I think it's, like, the problem that I have where I'm short, so sometimes my little short legs can't oh, get no. somewhere as fast as someone oh, with no. a big stride. Oh, boo. <laughs> so, um, so she ends up getting, like, sort of grabbed, and she's behind everyone, and she, like, gets out of that, and she runs into a stall to hide, where a big, beautiful horse is that's, like, freaking out because it's a nervous racehorse. But it's um, also majestic and ridiculous. majestic horse. Yeah. Um, and, she, and I think she says, like, I'm usually good with animals, but this this stallion did not appreciate me running into a stall. <laughs> um, so she decides to acquire him because she needs a horse morph, but also if she doesn't, he will probably kick her. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> she acquires this Two birds, beautiful one boy. stone. Mm-hmm. And then... And Instead of morphing a roach or a bird to cut away, she decides the best solution to be stealthy is to morph this horse that she literally just acquired. She's like, oh, yeah. it's fine. I've been a horse before. I can handle it. And I I guess I'm not clear on how big a horse stall is because I was immediately like, how is she going to fit? But is it's it fine. Yeah. Like, it's fine. Um, okay, maybe maybe, she, maybe the best horses get, like, the premium suites at the yeah. Holiday Inn, because this is the best horse, right? Like, right? as we'll, be, we'll find yeah. out in a second. So maybe there's, like, yeah. a, a plush couch and, like, a cool TV and, like, gold-plated oats in his feet. That sounds yeah. terrible. You don't want to eat gold. Um, maybe he I has know, a sweeter stall. I know some racehorses have, like, little donkey buddies who are their, like, friends to keep them calm. That's yeah. amazing. That's yeah, it's amazing. Because like, like racehorses are very high strung and like they're, sure. they're they're kind of inbred and they're like they're like bred to be very like 
They can run real fast, but everything but they else can't is... do anything else. <laughs> They're so, just wait, like a so mess. They have like an emotional support animal. Yeah, they have like a little That's buddy because really I think cute. I think the idea is that other horses would be potentially a th- like like they... competition. Yeah, so they have like little donkey buddies. I think usually. Oh, also, um, and, poor, poor, imagine being yeah. the donkey auditioning for that job, and they're just like, we need someone real non-threatening who's like, this horse won't even care about you. You're perfect. Yeah, like, please be tiny and, like... Please be ins- tiny and soft. Please be tiny and crushable. <laughs> please be a crushable soft Cool, friend. I got it. Um, so she morphs into the horse, and I like that first, um, she goes... My butt grew huge. I had a mega butt. I had mega butt. butt. Yeah. <laughs> so she morphs butt first. <laughs> yep. And this is, it's very funny and it's great. And then it goes immediately from there into straight up body horror of like, yep. she sees the fleshless bones of her own fingers pop mm. out of the end of her hand and melt together into a hoof. Mm. So. Great. <laughs> not great. Not great to be a horse apparently. No. Um, it's bad. So she morphs into this horse and. On the plus side, she smells just like the other horse, because they're identical. Um, So, Minneapolis Max, as we find out this horse's name is, is totally cool with it, because he's like, oh, it's just me. It's just me, right. I can't even process that there's another being in this stall. Um, so, so she's safe, and she sort of, like, she, like, unhooks the stall door and, like, walks herself out, uh-huh. and, and she sort of, like, clip-clops away to try to find her friends. <laughs> So, of course, immediately someone's like, uh, hey, buddy, hey, Eminem, like, what you doing? Yeah. You can't be out like, of Like, hey, stall. we gotta get to the race, buddy. And mm-hmm. they, like, just sort of, like, clip-clop her away, and, and she's like, well, I guess I'm going to the race. Cool, <laughs> I'm ready to race. Um, <laughs> which is like, okay, I'm ready for you to race. Yes. I'm ready oh, for oh, which, speaking of, sorry, Cassie's participating in an athletic event. I think that yeah. means it's time for... Sports Watch! I'm going so after the big races with Cassie. <laughs> so, so this is also when she learns that not only is she like the most majestic, handsome horse, she recognizes the name Minneapolis Max as a horse who is favored to go on to win the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, she. So no press, no a press. big deal horse. Yeah, she's kind of a big deal. I don't know if you a know her celeb horse. She's an. Yeah. A- she's like she's the um, Michael Jordan of horses. The, <laughs> the Mia like Hamm of horses. Person. These Serena Williams of horses. Oh, yeah. Serena's forever. Yeah. Um, so, she, so they're leading her to the racetrack. She's like, guess I'm going to race. She's kind of excited. <laughs> yeah. Um, meanwhile, Tobias, like, thought speaks at her, like, hey, Cassie, where are you? <laughs> right. Like, wave or something. And she's just like, oh, um, actually, actually, I'm on the racetrack. He's like, oh, where, where? Like, wave, I can't see you. She's like, about that. Mm, I'm um, a horse. <laughs> she's even like look for the jockey with the like green and pink like little outfit and he's yeah. like yeah i see him and she's like i'm the horse <laughs> <laughs> i'm the horse this is my boy he's yeah i'm ride me to this finish line i'm ready yeah um, so poor tobias has to communicate to everyone else we don't hear him do this because presumably he's going into their like private channel and just being like Cassie's on the horse track <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so i i think yeah he he like or Marco speaks back to her, like, should I bet on you? Like, quick, quick, help me solve this important problem. Like, how can we cheat at horse racing? This is Marco's new scheme. Yeah, that he it's brings a good a couple scheme. times. Yeah, a good great. scam and a good scheme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Where he's like, we should just, like, morph racehorses and bet on each other. Yeah. <laughs> make so much money. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Which, theoretically, they could, like, make... They could clean up. 
a, they could also like make a Frankenstein horse using that <gasps> method. Oh, the frillist, the, the the maneuver thing. Yeah. yeah, they can make like a super strong horse. Mm-hmm. Assuming they would get all the good good parts. Right, in there's that no guarantee mix of that. The they could one. instead get all the terrible birth <laughs> defects that come from horse inbreeding. So they get maybe, like maybe rolling the dice a little bit on that one. They could get like a lovable reject horse. Oh, oh, baby! Like this one's this one's a little too stubby, but it can be a companion buddy for the strong ones. Oh, that'd be adorable. So why haven't they morphed mini horses? Now I'm mad about this. That would be really cute. Like a little Sebastian, little pony. Oh. oh. So Cassie didn't do that. Cassie did morph the buffest horse. Yeah, the buffest, strongest, most beautiful boy. She goes into the little stall. And her little jockey, she ends up being so worked up about this that she starts <laughs> talking to her jockey. And, like, she gets into the stall, and they're like, oh, Minneapolis Max is always tough to get into the box. And, and Cassie's like, shh, shh, I I'm going to show them. Whatever, whatever. And then she gets into the box, and she's like, oh, wait, this is scary. It's like a little box. <laughs> I can't and, get out. I can't and, get out. And she, like, thought speaks at the jockey to, like, give her something. She's like, give me a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I'm handling it. I'm handling it. It's fine. It's so good. And, like, the jockey apparently takes us in stride. Yeah. Because we never race starts. We never hear about him again, but he's basically like, all right, come on, talking horse, like, we can do this. Well, there's a part during the race where um, they're going, and he's trying to, like, like, because she doesn't know the way the horse has been trained. She only knows horse instincts, so she doesn't know the weight like what when the jockey taps her with his foot what it's supposed to mean or like what like being tapped on the head so she's just like i guess i'll just run <laughs> um, so they get on the track and like she's like she like the horse of the horse is mad because he smelled another stallion so mm-hmm. like she's carrying that with her and that's part of i guess what's making her so worked up uh-huh. so like on the racetrack she just wants to run because it's amazing she loves running as a horse um and the poor jockey is like trying to get her to slow down so she can do a burst at the end but she's like, no, I want to run. So she like thought speaks <laughs> at the jockey like, it's not about the money or the prizes. It's about running. <laughs> and the jockey's just like, okay, horse. <laughs> like, he's, just like, he's like, okay, fine. And they and so she's running and she's like getting tired. And then she sees that horse she hates. And she's like, I'm going to beat him. So she runs faster. It's and very she, wins she wins the race. Cassie won the big race in my favorite sports anime filler episode I've ever read. <laughs> And I like that Cassie is, like, really proud of this. Yeah, she... it's, it's the first athletic competition she's ever won. Yeah. Oh, Cassie. Like, I, I need to believe that after this, like, she is surreptitiously checking on Minneapolis On Minneapolis Max. Max, yeah. Like, she sets up a little Google alert to be yeah. like, hey, how's my friend doing? How, how yeah, am she, I doing? She, like, flips I've been the that horse. That's a good horse. horse. Race. Yeah. Like, she, like, flips the channels to the derby, and her mom is like, what are you doing? What are you watching? And she's like, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> she flips the channel. Her mom's like, that is terrible and exploitative for these poor animals. Cassie's like, I know. I just needed to see it so I can fix it. I need mean, <laughs> go, Max, Max, go. Max. Yeah. <sighs> so, so yes, they all get great. out of there fine. Somehow Cassie, like, slips her jockey. We get no explanation yeah. for, like, how'd you talk your way out of that one, buddy? Like, but, don't worry about it. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry. So I think um, the next thing we see, they are flying back out to Zone 91 with their newly acquired horse morphs. Yep. Um, so they all have beautiful race horse morphs. And, yes. like, once they, like, they land, they morph into their horses, they realize they are all way too They're pretty, too pretty. And clean. They're too pretty to be dirt horses. <laughs> so they have to roll around in the dirt. <laughs> are we going to have to draw this? Do we have to draw horses? Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. man. Oh, buddy. 
I don't know about that. (laughs) I'll draw half a horse and you can draw the other half and it'll be fine. Draw like a Bojack Horseman representation of these horses. I will draw the cartoonest horse you've ever seen. Um, so they're sort of milling around. They sort of try to blend in with the herd and like the regular horses don't really care um, as long as they don't challenge the leader horse, I guess. Um, and the York horses are kind of off doing their own thing. So they sort of join the herd, which is mixed of regular and controlled horses. Um, and they all kind of wander towards the military base. Um, I guess the, the York horses are leading the pack or herd, whatever. Yeah. Um, once they cross so into they get zone 91, close. yeah, the yeah. York horses start literally talking. <laughs> so everyone's like, uh, excuse me, like, Mr. Ed, what's happening here? And Axe is just casually like, oh, someone must have fitted them with speech synthesizers, which, yeah. okay, I guess that's fine. I guess you can get something out of, like, I don't think a horse mouth is great for talking. Like, there's a lot of teeth and not a lot else in there. Like, okay, not only are they talking, <laughs> they're talking Gallard, which is, like, international, uh... International common. Yeah. And also, when they're like, why are they speaking this and not, like, Yerk or whatever, Axe is like, well, I guess if you're getting the cheap discount, like, <laughs> voice synthesizers, like, Gallard would be the one programmed in, so oh, that's probably it. And they're like, oh. they got discount voice synthesizers <laughs> for these horses? They got discount talking horses. They got knockoff, like, yeah. store brand talking horses. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, it's incredible. And so apparently, like, these horses have been hanging out by the base for so long that, like, all the, like, military dudes driving around on their Humvees are like, yeah, it's the horses again, whatever. Um, so their horses are able to get pretty close to the, like, gate mm-hmm. or the door or whatever. So essentially, like, they lead a horse heist. Like, yeah. an alarm it's- goes off, the hangar bay door is open, and the Yerks, like, all the Yerk controller horses sprint into this super secret, top secret hangar. So, of course, the Animorphs follow them in, and then they're all, like, racing through the hangar trying to follow the Yerks to whatever this secret, mysterious, like, they're so excited to find this weapon, it's going to help them defeat yeah. the Yerks, they have to get there first, they have to solve it. And so. It's, it's also, like, it's implied that this has happened before. Right, the, those horses the, again. Because the non-controller horses are afraid of the noise that, like, it's like a siren or something goes off before the door opens. So the non-controller horses are freaked out. The controller horses are just, like, ready, and then, like, they just, like, rush at the door so that, like, the guy with a gun who's sort of, like, shooting towards the horses to get them to leave will, like, not get them. Yeah. So I'm like, how many times have they have tried these... this? Right, how many iterations <laughs> of this plan has it taken for this massive success to finally happen? And, like, the... The base is not controlled by Yerks, so they don't find this weird. They're just right. like, horses, what can you do? <laughs> um, uh. So so uh, the controller horses and the Animorphs, and I guess one or two normal ones probably, have made it into the base. They're clip-clopping, they're running in, they get to the, like, secret hub center mm-hmm. of the base. There's, like, kind of an like, uproar of all the military personnel around them, like, what, what, horses, get them out, get them out! But yeah. no one seems to be able to do anything yet. It's, yeah, it's so weird. So they, they get into this room where the big secret is, and it's some kind of alien cubey looking thing. Yeah, it's like um, a big, a big cube, like a person-sized cube covered in tubing. Yeah, there's, like, tubes, they don't know what it is. They don't, Axe, is, and like, Axe is a little cagey at this point. He's like, Oh, yes, that might be an alien object. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, because they're like, yeah, what? look, what even is that? And, like, the Yerks seem to also be confused. I think they mm-hmm. hear them sort of horse mumble something like, what is that? <laughs> what is that? Um <laughs> And and they all like they all end up like walking away. Well, yeah, the, I think Captain <laughs> Captain Tormini, whose name Captain yeah. Tortellini, whose real name I've forgotten. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, comes in and is like, Sergeant, deal with these horses. And the sergeant is like, Yes, sir. Horses about face. And the horses all turn around and walk out of the building. And this is fine. It's fine. It's fine. Again, cartoon, <laughs> cartoon, not so, real. Amazing. Yeah. So they they all walk away. The controller horses, I guess, are, like, mumbling to each other about, like, we don't know what that is. And then, like, the Animorphs are like, what the heck was that? Right. Um, and Axe, like, because they're like, I guess that could be an alien thing. It looked alien, but I don't know what it is. That Yerks don't know what it is either. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess we'll never find out. And Axe is like, oh, well, it is alien. And then, and then before, he gets cut off. Yeah, before he can explain further... A couple of bug fighters land and our favorite villain steps uh. out. There's the boy, yeah. and I I like that. I'm so um, proud. Bless his evil heart, as we've as <laughs> we've heard them heart? say. As I, uh, we've heard Tobias a, say. <laughs> this is when the radar thing comes in because, like, all the animals are like, "How can he just land right on a base without being caught?" Oh yeah, and X is like, "Please, any child could build a, a radar scrambler." Please. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, so, <laughs> the rooster threw in a bunch of land. And um, proceed to debrief these horses, which again is a beautiful visual. It's just amazing. So one, the horses like I have to imagine that they like look at each other nervously and then like horse elbow one of the poor horses, like some poor right? sacrificial goat, up to explain to Visser Three what's going on. Yeah, and then the poor the poor horse who's sort of mumbling like we don't know what it is like because because Axe is translating for uh, us yeah. the reader and for the animals so like the the main horse is like we don't know what this is and Invisor Three straight up just kills him. Yep, and then, and then in then... the best like villain moment ever, he's like I can't believe this like look at all you've cost me like we've already lost people trying to solve this mystery and now we've lost poor Jillray nine two six which is the horse he just killed like you just. <laughs> That you just ruined a beautiful creature. He also names that a previous horse had also died of a snake bite. <laughs> like he's like, we lost poor like something something eight four five because of a ho- of a snake bite, and now this. <laughs> and he's like, I guess we'll have to go with Plan B. Oh, and then but he follows it up with in his low sinister voice, "I will have the secret. I will yeah. have it." So just top marks. Booster three, great performance, really well done. Yeah. So, so, so one, Mr. Three doesn't know what the secret is either. He just needs to know what it is. Two, this was plan A. (laughs) This was plan A. Plan Plan A was talking horses sneak into an airport. Airport. Yep. Air Force base. Yeah. Plan two, plan B was infiltrating with like two controllers. Right. (laughs) How was this cheaper? Like, what was the reasoning? Like, it sounds pretty expensive to get these speech synthesizers if they're already doing budget cuts. Like, how hard is it to, like, you know, use your people morph and go, like, sneak one of the captains away on their night out? Apparently way too hard. Yeah, or, like, or, like, control someone's, like, wife or kid or whatever and then get them to go somewhere where they get infest. But that's, like, not... That was plan B. Plan A was... 
I don't know. There's some horses out there. We could probably put some yurks in some horses. Maybe, okay, maybe <laughs> one of the subvisors under their command just really wanted, like, really admired horses and yeah. really wanted to be a horse and has been, like, yeah. pushing for this behind the scenes the whole time. Yeah, they, like, looked at Visser 3 and they were like, that's a way That's a cool body. bod. Like, I want to have four legs. This sucks. Yeah. These human bodies seem really rickety. <laughs> I think I'd rather... As Axe says. Yeah, I'd rather, <laughs> rather be a horse. Um... We never get to hear Axe's thoughts on being a horse, but I'm assuming he loved it. Oh, oh, obviously. <laughs> obviously. Even, like, he has both a mouth and four legs. <laughs> it's the perfect combo. He just needs his, <laughs> he needs his deadly tail. Horse tails are really not good for much besides swish and flies. Um, so, so Visitor 3 is like, well, at least, uh, then, like, the horses are like, well, we, we, we picked, like, the one or two higher-ups that we would need to inf- right. inf- infest, so... At least we know our targets. And then Visitor 3 is like, okay, fine. Kill the extras. <laughs> yeah, oh, so he... Because he it's like the... I think it's like most of the regular horses, they felt to Visitor 3's aura. And they, yep, like, skittered and away. And off. Mm-hmm. Um, but a couple, a couple normal ones are with the Animorphs of, and kind of hanging out with the controllers because, like, the controllers are explaining to Visitor 3. They're like, oh, we're, like, we're, we're a herd, so sometimes they kind of... Hang out with us. That's good because it's camouflage. But right. like, don't worry about it. They're just regular horses. Um, and I think it, it does seem like the controllers kind of like the other they horses. They like the there. horses, right? Like maybe maybe they've gotten to know them. Maybe they like yeah. like stinky leg Jill who like has one off forefoot and that's charming to yeah. them. They maybe like they laugh horse at us. friends. Yeah. They like laugh at us when we poop in a bush, but they're like, <laughs> <our> buddies. <laughs> um, so, um. But so, like, Vista 3 is like, yeah, but the Animorphs could morph horses. He's finally right. getting, he finally figures this out. Yeah. Oh, um, goodness. And then Cassie, um, in a plop, some... In a plop point. Sorry. <laughs> she, she gets him to believe that they're regular horses by just, like, eating some grass and pooping in front of them. <laughs> and Vista 3 is like, well, they seem to be regular horses. Kill them anyway. Better kill them. <laughs> yeah, which is just like... Buddy, you are so on board with the wonderful creatures of Earth. I don't understand where this sudden shift has come from. Like, Mr. 3, have you ever seen a horse run around? They're pretty cool. They're pretty They're cool pretty. and fast. They're shiny. They, they they roam the plains like beautiful uh, horses. They're, <laughs> They're pretty. Yeah. I mean, I did have a drawing teacher who referred to horses as being like um, like large spiders. Excuse me? No. They have, like, wow. Like he was wow. trying to talk about drawing horses and he was saying their legs are like spider legs. Wow, way to spread vicious lies about horses. Or is it just that they're knobbly? Do they have the same joint bending sequence? Yeah. Like I think he was sort of he he was sort of like, yeah, like they have like all those like bendy parts, so you have to like draw like the segments. Okay, but they're not and, like, like they're not like slape near, like they don't all literally have like <laughs> six to eight legs. Yeah, so it's I, fine. Four is a reasonable number of legs for a creature to have. It was just like it's just an image that sticks with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I Every bet. Time and I thank you for that gift because now that's what I'm gonna see too, is a horse with terrible fuzzy spider legs, and I yeah. hate that forever. Yeah. So so they, to get out of this, I think if I, I honestly forget how they get out of like being zapped. Um, basically, Cassie Cassie charges at a hork bajir and they run oh, away yeah, faster yeah. than the hork bajir, basically. And they're fine; they get away and set yeah. piece. Yeah. So they get back home. Um, I think Axe, this is where Axe. Yeah. Axe finally tells them what the cube was. 
this mystery, um, this mystery object, this like key to stopping the Yerks or the key to like revealing to everyone that aliens are really here. Like, what is this advanced technology? Is this a spaceship? Is it going to help us? What can we do with it? Like this tech that Zone ninety one has been guarding for, I guess since the sixties. Yep. That's alien tech that they've been trying to figure out. That Visitor three wants is. <laughs> Um, from an Andalite dome ship. Yes. It is a, uh, it's a waste cube. (laughs) (laughs) It's an outdated waste disposal unit. Yep. Yeah. Axe is like, oh yeah, we usually, we have to like, like, when they get full, I guess, we have to toss them and they usually just get like burned up in a sun or whatever, but I guess this one didn't. (laughs) (laughs) That's it! (laughs) And he also gets, like, super smug about how this is, oh, this is an outdated model. They're yeah, a lot like, better. Yeah, like, my toilet is much better now. Like, really, buddy? Like, I think you poop in the woods. Like, I'm pretty sure like, I know what your situation is. Buddy, you're doing something in the woods. Like, yeah. I don't know what kind of form this waste takes. I think it, it's got to be hoof sweat, right? Like, what yeah. else do they have? They're not big on orifices. Yeah. I'm so unclear. So, anyway, so this is a cube of Vandalite. Waste. waste? I don't know if I would call it poop. I don't know what they do. So it's just a cube of garbage. Andalite discards. Yeah, it's Andalite detritus. So uh, the the animorphs are all like, that's it? That's what... That's like, the big secret? Like, this is as good as, like, tomato juice, right? Yeah. Like, as good as the secret secret. Yeah, and so at this point I realize this is not the end of the book. No. There's still another <sighs> 20 pages at least. And what a dense 20 pages it is. <laughs> yeah, so they're, so they're all like, well, good job, guys. Like, Let's this go home. was thwarted, I guess. Yep. Like, it was nothing. We can go home. So they all go home. <laughs> Cassie does go home and is like... Immediately, like, her parents are, like, waiting for her. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, where were you? You didn't tell us where you were going. And it's scary. And then we realize that, like, once she sort of mumbles, she's like, I was with Rachel and Jake. (laughs) Like, they're like, oh. Oh, you. Like, oh. And they're they're so, they're such well-written, like, parents deliberately trying to embarrass a kid. Like, do we need to have another talk about the birds and the bees? Like, you know how it is when you're young. Like, oh, you have all these urges and you're just curious. And Cassie's dying on the spot. Yeah, poor Cassie. Um, mm-hmm. so she ends, so she's fine. She's not grounded. She's okay. Yeah, and um, she, she like, they like they send her up to her room, like cajoling, like don't do this again, buddy. Yep. Like, but we love you. And she overhears them saying like. We raised a good kid, huh? But we can't really punish her by sending her to her room. Yeah. So I guess we're just going to have to embarrass her every time she goes, like, off the rails. It's so good. It's so good. I what does she say? Them. I think she's like, okay, maybe the next time she messes up, like, let's invite Jake's family over, like, his whole family to talk <laughs> about, like, safe sex. And it's just like, you're brilliant. Yeah. Like, I would have died rather than violate your trust if yeah. that was the punishment on offer. Yeah, she, she she also says something about how, like, I guess we'll have to call Jake's family and have a talk about the rules for you dating. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh! <laughs> Not only his, but his parents. Cause then every Tom? Time she's... Tom, the controller yeah. on the call? Yeah. Also, every time she sees Jake's parents at, like, this, the grocery store, they're going to, like, like if they have that talk, those oh, parents man. are going to be, like, so awkward. They're going to be like, yep. hey, Cassie, it's Cassie. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's super embarrassing, but her I love her parents. job, yeah. Her parents are like, we have a cool kid. And I'm like, yeah. I'm so glad they appreciate their yeah, cool and, kid. And earlier is. in the book, yeah, Cassie is perfect, and I'm glad they see that. 
And I think earlier in the book, she even is like, I guess my parents are pretty cool, you know, like acknowledging that their parents, they're pretty cool still. So I what a good them. family. I love her family. I love them. I'm, I'm, I was just so glad. I was so nervous that they were going to um, be really mad at her. Mm-hmm. And like, because they, they do say something, we're disappointed. You're supposed to, like, you need to tell us where you're going. We're disappointed in you that you, like, didn't, weren't responsible. Right. And I was like, no. Okay. She's the most responsible. Like, she's saving the world. And she's yeah. in the middle of all this humor. She's like, oh, I understand why they're worried. Like, sometimes yeah. I lie awake at night and worry about the entire human race. I'm like, look how responsible your She's daughter is. Yeah. So it's okay. Everything's fine. It's she, fine. She even, like, goes to sleep, um, and then she wakes up in the middle of the night and realizes, like, wait a minute. They have that garden, like, like in a, like, um, like, what was it? The red end of string that, on um, a wall. Oh, Kobayashi. Yeah, the red string. Yeah. Um, she's, the, wow. she's the usual suspect. She's, yeah, like, the usual has suspect. this, like, this fridge horror moment of, like, walking out the door, look back at the bulletin board, and sees, like, the garden flyer yeah. lit up in bright colors in her head. So what she realizes is, um, the Yurks, even if they don't know what this cube is, they're gonna want to get it, because if the government has proof that aliens are real, like, this is a real alien thing, um, the government could at some point, like, like, they can't get into the government because the government knows aliens are real. Right. Um, so, they're gonna have to, I guess, get a bunch of people from the base to the gardens, and then like infiltrate them and get into the government and I guess destroy this cube or bring the cube to Visor 3 or something and that's going to be plan B and that's what that's what the problem with just not doing anything and letting them go through with plan B would be um so Cass is like oh no we have to stop it so she gets everyone together <laughs> she realizes that the um, the gardens has like scheduled. You can see the corporate events that they mm-hmm. have. So she realizes that Gondor Industries <laughs> is... again, big nerd book. Good yeah. job. I love it. Like I do feel like Helen is probably like I was like they're very specific about the things that she has on her walls. Yeah, those have to like that has to be. They are definitely into Star Trek. She they have to be into all these things too. Like yeah. Helen is basically them in the book. Mm-hmm. Um. So, so she realizes that Gondor Industries is fake after looking it up on the internet for a <laughs> while and not finding anything. Um, not and... being distracted by the many stud boys trying to chat with her. <laughs> <laughs> so they all go to the gardens when Gondor Industries is supposed to be there because they're like, yeah, that that's definitely gonna be um, where the Yurks are. Right. So it's like it's um, closed down for a private event, basically. So they fly over. They do owl morphs. Um, they demorph and they're like, well, we didn't have shoes. We're just wearing spandex, but that's fine. I guess yeah. they're talking about like people dress even more strangely than yeah. this. And I'm very surprised that they would let you on a roller coaster without shoes, but okay, that's fine. I guess it's supposed to be part water park or something. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I don't, it's unclear. Um, but I, I like that a plot point is that Cassie can't convert military Oh time. Yeah. <laughs> Which I was like, that's really relatable because I found that, I still find that hard to, like, do in my brain. Because um, she's like, yeah, at 1,700 hours, or no, at some hundred hours. 1,900 hours, there. like, isn't that 8 o'clock or something? Yeah. yeah. And then Mark was like, no, it's not! <laughs> um, that's an hour off, so they have to, like, scramble to be like, okay, we can't, like, 
get in there while they're setting up. So we have to just figure out what like, gonna, what right. the most likely places are. It forces um, them to split the party essentially. Yes, yeah, so they split up, um, and they decide that the log flume and the haunted house, <laughs> uh, haunted house oh, ride God. are the are the, like the enclosed rides. So those must be it. They must be doing something in the rides. <laughs> so Cassie, Jake, and Marco go on the log flume. <laughs> And Rachel and Tobias go in the haunted house. Oh, an axe. An axe. They go yeah. in the haunted house. So we get a sequence of like and and like when they said infiltrate, I thought like okay, they'll morph the like, or something. Right, and like fly through and scope it out. But nope. no, they just take their little human bods and walk up onto the ride. Yeah. So we get the sequence where like like the three kids are getting onto the log flume and like Marco's even have a good like time. Yeah. Marco's even like I I love the log flume. This would be fun if we weren't on a mission and they're talking and then the guy behind Marco which I guess they didn't realize as they were boarding is Captain Filippelli or Tortellini um, and and he's like Sidney Crawford I remember you you're under arrest um, and there's like there's another rando military guy in their log flume boat and then Marco tries to play it off like hey your captain's funny huh and he's like yeah no that's the most serious man I've ever met like he has never I joked. guess you're under a red right he doesn't know how to joke he doesn't know a joke now I'm just envisioning him as Captain Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and this oh, whole book takes oh, on a new is. oh that's much better now I'm rooting for him but anyway so so they're like oh no we're gonna get caught plus the Yorks might be here so like the kids like it get, they get into like the dark tunnel and all three kids just jump out of the log flume <laughs> into the water and they're like oh of course like the captain will never follow us he's like a straight laced military dude so nope. of course the second they finish saying that like he leaps out of the boat and into the water oh he is ready to go so oh, they're he like is, running he is going to catch Fox Dana and Cindy like this yeah. is his life's mission now. <laughs> Poor Cassie, like, falls down and ends up sliding down, like, a waterfall slide. Mm-hmm. It's a bad time, because she even says, like, she doesn't like roller coasters. Oh. So it's like, oh, Cassie, this is hard. This is hard for you. And they're, like, um, they're trying to get away. They're trying to doggy paddle away from the captain. And Cassie puts it together that they're about to go over, like, the log flume. Like, yeah. the giant, splashy waterfall. So, as they do, Captain literally screams, I'll get you kids for this! No! <laughs> It's, uh, oh, it's a lot. Yeah. So, but they, they do get off the log flume. They run out. They're in their little, like, wet leotards. Yep. It's okay. Um, and Marco, I, I like th- Marco cajoles them along. I think Rachel's like, yeah, well, this is kind of like a wacky situation, right? We're kind of wacko. Yeah. And Marco's like, well, come along, my wacko friends. Yeah. We gotta go save the day. We gotta go to the haunted house ride. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Because they're like, well, okay, that wasn't where the Yerks were. They must be the haunted house ride. Because, of course, it's the haunted of house ride. Of course it's the haunted house. It's so good. It's such a good scene. Although I was like, oh, the log flume is obviously it because there's already liquid. There's water, but, right. Um, but, no, it's the haunted house, of course. So they so they get in the haunted house. They go on that ride. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't, once again, they don't just, like, morph and go in. They just, like, get in a car. Like, they get in. Um and there's like one random uh, military guy in their car, and he's just like, "Oh, are you guys, you guys going to be scared? It might be a little scary <laughs> for you kids." And they're like, "No, we're fine." We and got like they're this, like, buddy. and so there's like a sequence where they're like, you know, like plastic ghosts like swinging by their heads, <laughs> and like, Ooh. and like a skeleton popping up while like a like a yeah. wolf sound goes, yeah. 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 Um, which is like, I love, I love this whole sequence. It's beautiful. 
And so they're going, and then like the the captain is like chasing them. He's like in the he's he's in the bumper car behind them, probably. Yeah, and like all the military guards are like, "Oh, hey, the captain's after you." He doesn't kid around. (laughs) We better better get you. And so, so they they can they like make a turn into like one of the the big rooms animatronics, I guess. And they sort of look over, and there's like some hork bajir standing very still, like (laughs) and Visser three just hanging out. Like I need to know how he like. What kind of threats what? did he have to make to get six hork to hold still? And also, what pose do you think he struck? I'm also unclear what his plan is. Like, just right. to just literally grab the, the, Pretty the much. two. Like, just pick them up and take them. Because I was like, oh, this isn't subtle. I thought this would be like, they would turn and a yurk would be slipped into their... No, they're just like, <laughs> gonna We're gonna bodily them. grab you, yeah. Um, so... So yeah, so Mister Three and Hork Bajir are standing very still, and like they, like the Anwarfs even hear like some of the random um, military guys going like, "Oh hey, look! I look like that's so scary. It's that's so, so realistic. Cool. Like yay! All right, having a good time on this ride." And then, and then and they, they see across the way a bear standing with a hawk on its head and a snake wrapped around its arm in like the worst weird like caduceus I've ever heard so good it's so, so good. good what a good visual like just please take a minute to close your eyes and picture this scene like take your favorite haunted house growing up as a child take like eastern state or wherever you've been and now insert six walking knives oh yeah. beautiful anime deer and you know a bear with a hawk and a snake just hanging and out I, and just like the like neon lights bouncing on right, these things. Right. Like probably at some point, probably at some point, a big plastic ghost like swooped into Visser Three and he had to try really hard not to react. And like specifically there's also still like plastic witches being yeah. like swung across and like the loudspeaker <laughs> loudspeaker specifically blares Yeah <laughs> Beware the graveyard ghouls <laughs> And like <laughs> it's so good it's so good i wish i wish this were an animated series so badly like all i need like just imagine the animation team behind um voltron and And like cora yeah yeah if studio mir got a hold of animorphs it would be so good anyway call us call us hollywood execs we've got some big ideas yeah we have a great plan. Just yep. adapt this book. This will be a full <laughs> season. <laughs> um, oh, God, it really would be. This is, like, ugh, four 20-minute episodes. Yeah, so they, they the fight breaks out. Um, well, first, first Cassie, Cassie's like, okay, so you know, sometimes it almost seems like you're psychic, but usually it's just that your brain has put things together a little bit in advance. I'm like, Cassie, <laughs> come on! Stop trying to step on my psychic teens theory. Like, okay, fine. I guess that's a rational explanation, but like, leave me this one thing. Leave me this one beautiful thing. Yeah, that's How dare still, she? That's still being psychic, Cassie. Don't worry yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah. Then <laughs> after her premonition, which is absolutely a premonition, the fight yeah. breaks out. And the fight breaks out, and meanwhile, everyone on the ride who aren't animorphs are like, this is so cool. Like, Yay! Wow, <laughs> it's so real. And, like, like Rachel, as the bear throws uh, axe the <laughs> snake at them, and 
<laughs> Tobias oh. starts going for those Visser 3 eye stalks again. Yeah, getting and... some scoops in. Cassie starts morphing her wolf, and a kid is like, what a cool werewolf effect. <laughs> I'm like, oh, y'all, this is amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. But they all morph, and they're all starting to fight, um, but, like, no one else is aware of what's going on. Visser 3 ends up slashing, like, a hole in the wall, and he and his, like, cronies, they grab Captain Tortellini, and they run out, <laughs> and um, the animals follow, and they're out in the streets of the gardens where there's a parade! A parade and a big brass band, because apparently this just happens every night at, like, whatever o'clock this is. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not Disney. I think it's supposed to be Bush Gardens. Mm-hmm. That's a thing in California. But apparently they have a bunch of mascots running around. Yep, there's, including... a, there's, a, there's a Tweety, there's a Daffy. There's a Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety Bird, Sylvester, Tasmanian Devil, and Pepe Le Pew. Wow. It is just so, who's who of Looney Tunes. Yeah, it is. This is this book is Looney Tunes. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's Looney Doo, probably. Like, that's the perfect mashup of those two things. So, one of my favorite parts of the book is when Vista 3 runs through yes. this um, pa- paint parade. this picture. I love it so much. He runs into the parade and everyone is just like, cool effects, dude. <laughs> and he's, he, 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 he gets to the Daffy Duck mascot, slashes at the head of it, and it's it's fine because it's a plastic head, so I guess it falls off or something, and the girl inside is like, whoa, cool. And Visitor 3 is like, what kind of creature is this? <laughs> and he, he also, like, screams before he does that. Yeah. So he's been startled by Earth ingenuity. Like, you've been so many bad, gross things. Like, how is this what upsets you? Like, I'm sure you've been worse. You've seen worse, and you've literally been worse creatures. Like, but no, this is, this is, the, this what, is the deal breaker. This is alarming to him. Yes. <laughs> so people are, people are still cheering, despite the fact that, like, Somebody's got to be bleeding at this point, right? Like, Hork-Majir right. have had snakes thrown at them. Like, eye stalks have been scooped. Like, people are way into the show, though, so the band must go on. Yeah, like, and, like, a kid at one point, like, I guess the battle starts to, like, get a little quiet. The kid try. there's a kid who tries to get their picture taken with oh, yeah. the Hork-Majir, <laughs> which, like, I want. Again, like, that's evidence. Cartoon. Yeah, right. Like, but, like, nobody's concerned about it. So they, they keep fighting. And um, they manage to like, they manage to like beat the Hork Bajir. Yeah, they get the captain. To... Yeah, he like the captain makes a break for it. He's okay. So Visser Three is like, thwart it again. And <laughs> I'll leave. get you. I would have done it too if it weren't for you meddling kids. Yeah, and when I say they leave, right? I mean, oh, this is a good get... escape. I mean, they get into a bug ship and just fly away in the middle of the parade. <laughs> yeah, and everyone's like, they like... apparently parked it on top of like. There's, like, a Tower of Terror with, like, a science fiction theme, and they just park the ships on top of it, which is, like, that happens in Men in Black, right? Right? Like, at the Queen's World Fair, something is just a spaceship, and everyone's just fine with it. Yeah. Except except for the kid and the old man that you brought up way back at the start of our chat. Yeah. The grandpa tells his grandson, that's not what alien ships look like. (laughs) (laughs) I I was taken aboard a spaceship once. The aliens for medical experiments on me, and their ship was nothing like that. <laughs> I'm just like, wait, what? Like, what's your what's your story, dude? Like, we'll did you meet a girl named Lauren? Know. Oh, did you no, ever meet don't, her? Like, don't. I just stopped being sad about that book. Oh, and it, yes, the old man was Chapman all along. 
So don't worry about it. It's all fine. Yeah. <laughs> no we find no out cover later, up necessary. Yeah, because we find out later on the news that the captain guy is fine. Um, he does at first say that he's trying to find Cindy Crawford, Fox Mulder, and Dana Scully. Um, but then, but this, like, like <laughs> this reporter is like, hey, buddy, like, were you drinking? What's up with do you that? Need, and he's like, like do you... yeah, and then it's just like, oh, it's fine. Um, I, I take it all back. I take it all back. I was totally wrong. I would never say something so silly. Ha ha, I got you. Ha ha. Um, and they also, like, even say that, like, all of the Hork Bajir and Visitor 3 were just, like, oh, they're just kids pranking, like, these military <laughs> no, guys. That's also a theme here is, like, pranking yeah. teens. And then, like, also once they get called in, like, but why were all these military guys at the gardens that night? It's like, don't worry, never mind. <laughs> you saw nothing. <laughs> you said there's nothing to see here, citizen. Move along. So, apparently the fact that, like, the government knows what Cassie, Marco, and Rachel look like is never a problem again. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> they never got photographed or fingerprinted. It's fine. Except for that um, one kid who has, like, a beautiful selfie with, like, the horse yeah. deer and, like, a wolf attacking Visser 3 in the background. Yeah. So, everything's good. And then <laughs> it ends with, like, Marco wants to get, like, like, Cassie's wearing some pants that are not so great. And Rachel's like... Why are you wearing those? We need to buy you some more new pants. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, don't do that. That's, That's how we started. Yeah. Um, and Marco's like, yeah, that reminds me. We should all wear forces and make money off it. And then Cassie dumps a bucket of water on his head. And that's the end. Yeah, it was a good <laughs> ending. It's like, they all go home. That's it. Everything's yeah. fine. Like the little Looney Tunes circle closes. And that's and all, folks. Plays. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I, I still can't believe how much happened in this Me book. either. I am, as I said, flabbergasted. It was, I mean, it was all goofs. It was yeah. all goofs. Yeah. Yeah, it was a goof from start to finish. Um, but, and I but really I loved enjoyed it. it. Yeah. It um, was, For uh, very, very different reasons than how I usually enjoy these books. This oh, yeah. This was just straight up, like, it was a romp. This and, like, Andalite Chronicles are on total opposite yeah, poles of the, of the of animal spectrum. Yeah. Like, but they were both like maybe the pinnacle so far of those emotional endpoints. Yeah, yeah. It's it's nice though. I like that there's so much variety because this was so much fun. Yeah, and I think it's because all the books where horrible things are happening, I'm just like, why can't they just have like one nice time? And this one they did. They got to they got to go on so many nice times. They got to yeah. fly. They got to look at some cool trash. They got to go on two whole roller coaster rides. And they got to they got to have all the kids in the food court. I'm so happy. Like this is the first time in the whole series that all six of them just like got to hang out and snack. And if that yeah. isn't like your dream teen experience, I I'm sad. Like that yeah. should be everyone's favorite time. Snacks are number one. Like yeah. I want them to always like I want every time they meet up to be like, oh yeah, and we had just hung out for 20 minutes eating snacks. Right. Like we went to the Dairy about... Queen. We went to the McDonald's. Yeah. yeah. We talked about like which poop looks best on Cassie's boots. <laughs> Ugh. I can't believe, I can't believe that it was just Andalite poop in the a box. The whole time. The whole in time. In a neat, in a neat little box. Yep. It was just trash. Just, <laughs> it's like, it's like when they find like the airplane frozen waste. It's just like that, but in a nice it's box. It's just that. Yep. <laughs> like an owl pellet, but probably way less yeah. interesting because all they eat is grass. So what are you going to learn from that? I was also like, oh, Visser 3 would know what this is. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, wait. Once he, he probably should, it, right? Like, once one of them, like, descri- like once the courtroom sketch artist sits down yeah. and does this, like, Aloran in there is going to pipe up and be like, oh, oh. Like, back in my day, like, I've yeah. used one of those. 
Aloran's like, LOL, you screw up! <laughs> <laughs> LOL, like, poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji, poop emoji. <laughs> I, yeah, like, if they uh. just had fitted those horses with a camera, like, the whole plan of, like, the horses will just, like, the controllers will just go in and then explain to us what is right. in there. And also, like, they spend, Cassie spends a while talking about, like, horse eyesight's pretty bad, so, yeah. like... Could they even tell what they were looking at? Yeah, they're like eyes are like on the side of their heads. They have to yeah. like turn their whole horsey head to like look at one at a time. <laughs> yeah, uh, not, not a great plan. I love how bad this plan was. We, oh it yeah. Did, oh yeah. It, it did kind of make me think that this was like Vister Three's personal. Like he had his B team of guys, and he oh. was like, "Well, what what can I do that like." Vister Might get one. them all killed. <laughs> right. Visser 1 won't notice, and I can just get these guys to do this for me, because I oh. want to know what's in there. <laughs> and, like, Visser 1 uh, was like, don't worry about it. It's probably nothing. And Visser 3 was like, no, I'm going to show. I'm going to show oh, her. I bet she knows. I bet she knows exactly what it is. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, no, I'm going to sign all my war table resources. Like, send Josie with a posse of, like, her yeah. favorite knights to go after this. <laughs> oh. <sighs> So that was, that was, that was book 14. That was a lot. There was a lot in this book and I really enjoyed it and I hope you did too. I, yeah, I, I loved this book. <laughs> Me too. Like, I loved it the way I love like high school musical. Yeah. Or, or like, actually, I love it the way I love, genuinely. I love this the way I love Jupiter Ascending, I think. Yeah. yeah. It was like so wild and like strange that it was just sort of like I love this I yeah. love that my I love that these characters I love are having a goofy adventure yeah like, you know what this was this is not just a filler episode this is like someone writes a fan fiction after something really terrible yes. happens in canon and I just eat it up yes like, yes yes help me feel better about the potential lives of these people yeah give me the crack fic or they yep. just have a good time <laughs> where they right, and, where they go to an amusement park and hang out on the yeah. rides yeah and Jake tells Cassie that she always looks great yep yeah, I'm. I, I'm Marco, I Marco catfishes. It. Like, what is it to love in this book? Someone could There's have written so this much. today, and I would just like, yeah, kudos, like, good job. Yeah, I'd be like, this is a great pick. I'm gonna yep. bookmark it. It's yep. amazing. <laughs> um, so that was that was really good. Um, yeah. Do you happen to know what the next book? I is? do. Next up is a Marco book. It's number fifteen, The Escape. Ooh, I feel like that's probably gonna be. It's got a, it's got a shark on the cover, yeah, and I, I think I remember some bad things about sharks happening in yeah. there. I, it's just like we had such a nice time in this book that I feel like I know right. the next one is gonna oh, be right. back into back. Now into that Grimtown. now that you've had your humor palette cleansed, yeah. like get ready to sob, yeah, to sob and you had your whale. You had your dessert, <laughs> and then like the next day you're gonna start and have that like breakfast that's like good for you. And oh, but you're not gonna like it. It's gonna be gonna like, like it. I can't even say this word like muesli, muesli. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be that that health, the health, bad greens, health breakfast. Yeah, no fun. Okay, so uh, that's pretty much it for book fourteen. A yeah. uh, little bit of housekeeping stuff. Um, as always, you can chat with us on Twitter at Morph Clubcast or using the hashtag Morph Clubcast. You can also join our Facebook group Morph Clubcast. Um, it we post pictures and talk about the books um it's really fun um and and if you have a minute um and can leave us a review and or a rating on itunes we would really appreciate it it's a big help and it helps other folks find the show yeah so thank you so much um i've been megan i still am carrie <laughs> we'll see you next time bye bye